Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Lethal Podcast. We are back after a four-day sprint at the Dallas Safari Club convention last week uh, where we were able to uh, uh, have a ton of fun and record with a lot of awesome people and hear some of the craziest hunting stories ever in this episode. We're just going to kind of recap everything that happened there and uh, go over a couple of things. Um, after this week, we'll be rounding out the next month or so with multiple episodes a week from our time at DSC. So we've got a ton of content here coming up really, really quickly. Uh, and after that, we're going to roll into our next kind of segment where we're going to be talking with a bunch of industry guys who have started using higher front and center style setups, heavier setups that have had success with them over the course of their last season. So we're really pumped about that. Um, after we do that, uh, we'll also be starting our uh, uh, 3D and target season, as well as doing the archery fit stuff that we talked about earlier with Christian. Uh, we've got a couple of really cool guests on deck for that as well. So the next couple of months are going to be chock full of content for you guys to get ready for your next hunting season. Uh, so as we transition into uh, chasing game in the springtime, we think you guys are going to be uh, as prepared as you could be. Uh, so be sure to be checking out what we've got going on. Um, as always, if you like the content we're putting out, we would really appreciate a quick review over at iTunes uh, and Facebook. If you could, it would take you maybe two minutes to do both of those uh, combined. So uh, we we do have a YouTube stuff coming. I promise it is coming. Uh, I've filmed a bunch of stuff. It's just the editing process takes a long time. So go to subscribe to us uh, over there uh, on YouTube uh, if you want to see some of the content that's rolling out there pretty soon. So once again, uh, thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Um, yeah, so... DSC wasn't too wild. I mean, it was a good time, but it wasn't too wild. Controlled the wildest. Chaos. It was controlled. It, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should say I was thinking like after hour stuff. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't too wild. We uh, uh, apparently the grizzly stick guys almost died from the Uber driver, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, what was the percentage of plates that were sent back at the place we went to eat that night? Almost fifty percent. Uh, oh. More than More. that. It was like 75%. It was like 75 because I could have sent my plate was back, it? but I hadn't ate like all day. Yeah, in 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I was starving and I'm like, this lukewarm yeah. steak looks perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, my my chicken wasn't uh, wasn't stellar either, but I was I was hey, also hungry. Hey, and then... That chicken got turned into the, the next world's greatest broadhead. That's Ooh. true. That's true. It was uh, <laughs> the killer. That was so my... funny when it when it just like kept happening, and I was like, <laughs> "What is going on?" <laughs> it's gonna make no sense to anybody. But That's okay. They just, saw the picture. Just believe me. They saw. The yeah, picture. maybe maybe some. Well, I mean, some people have seen the picture. Well, maybe some maybe have. someday, maybe someday we'll just post a picture, and it's going to make absolutely no sense, and we're going to give zero and, context to it. And, and we'll just laugh. if you're it. And if you're listening and you see a picture that like makes absolutely no sense, this is the picture that we're talking about. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but yeah, DSC was uh, was a ton of fun. Uh, got to chat with the best PHs in the world, which is always a good time. Um, yeah, I mean, like literally, some some of the best bow hunting. We talked to the. Uh, phs in like any of the countries that you would want to go right well, we talked to what the top four in the world for 
bow hunting <laughs> the big five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a much smaller world than I anticipated. <laughs> like yeah. way smaller. Yeah. Very small and everybody knows each other. Yes. yes. Everyone like knows everyone. Between those four guys, if you want to, whatever you want to hunt, if they don't know somebody, it'll, they know the guy that knows. Right. They either know the, they know the other guy that can do it or they know the guy that knows the guy. Right. Well, it's I, not, it's not seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's three <laughs> degrees to kill a Cape Buffalo in X country. <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, it is, it's, it's kind of funny. Like it's really weird because like, I, I don't know exactly what I was expecting, but like the African hunting community, like if you're talking about like just strictly guides and like the people that are in the industry that are like worth their salt, it's probably less than a hundred people. Oh. Like it's not oh, easily. You know, it's it's not that big. Uh, no, but it's but it's pretty. I mean, but it's you. It's wild to think that like basically all of the like crazy big dangerous game that you see that's being taken is being taken by these people, which oh, was yeah. just a just a blast. Getting to chat with them about all the all the stuff they're doing, which is going to make next year like even more fun because. Now, now after since we've met them all, we get to come back and say like what happened last year, exactly. and they get to tell us about all the particular things that happened instead <laughs> of here's everything I've killed in my entire life. So uh, it'll be a uh, it'll be fun. Um, well, that's even outside of the PHs. Some of the uh, the clients, mm-hmm. yeah, that, a lot of repeat uh, clients we didn't there record with, but that we talked with. Right. I mean, they're. Uh, a handful of guys that I have seen in multiple places online mm-hmm. and it's like you bump into them and like the, the one guy I completely forgot that I met him two years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we're at the seminar and it's like, Oh, Hey Rob. I'm like, Oh God, it's you. I'm like, which guy was that? You know me. Was that, was that the other guy with the um, ABF shirt? God. Carlo? No, no. Um, um, it's a C. Um, guy that shot the lion frontal. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The other guy that had the um, ABF shirt on. Yes, he's he's the only yeah. other guy that's won the Ashby Bow Hunting Award besides Rob. Yes, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm blanking on his name. Right I now, can't remember his name either. He's got some stories though. For sure. I had complete like amnesia, and afterwards I'm like, oh wait, I did talk to him. <laughs> two years ago yeah like but uh yeah it was it was a good time um so i guess we're going we're this episode is kind of like a housekeeping episode but uh i mean we'll we'll sprinkle in some like fun details uh about dsc uh for sure as i'm sure we kind of wade our way through this um so what we're thinking because we recorded a ton of content while we were there, like probably enough for, I would guess 10 episodes or so give or take if they're, if they're short. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So 10 individual interviews or so like little, it'd be like little blurbs. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to be, I mean, still 15 to 30 minutes, give or take, which I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess we're just, we're we're just so used, uh... we're just so used to really long long podcasts that 30 (laughs) minutes is just super short now. Well, I guess we can finally start our uh, 
testimonial Tuesday. Yeah, that's true. Potentially, yeah. Um, the one thing I was going to say is we could always um, do a short intro because I know some of the uh, interviews, I mean, the we didn't uh, officially introduce the person. To yeah, them because we kind of last five minutes. Yeah. Um, so like add in a short intro, add in a little recap with anything else that we might have discussed afterwards with the person. And mm-hmm. most of them should be somewhere around. 45 minutes yeah 50 minutes yeah well there was uh i mean we got to talk to people that like literally if you want to hunt something in a country like they're the only people that you can do it with multiple people like that actually which is yeah, for a just, bow it, yeah w- yeah with the bow with the bow uh and uh talked with uh multiple talk to well who do we talk to the the one guy that has a concession in whichever country that was yeah um gosh i'm talking about uh uh oh my lord bridger yeah bridger yeah bridger yeah with uh he's like the guy for yeah you can't bow hunt with anyone else besides him in that country yeah yeah namibia no not namibia um i need to get better on my african geography that's uh, for sure zambezi delta yeah zambezi delta safaris yeah isn't it yes you're right you're right but we need to get our notes all together from each yeah place. we do we do <laughs> uh but uh so before uh so i guess point being like the next uh, uh somewhere between i would guess seven to ten episodes i don't even know exactly how many episodes we have uh but they, they will be a little bit shorter they won't be nor normal you know hour to hour and a half two hour long episodes um but they uh the next ten or so uh, are going to be a uh, pretty African hunting based and hunting big stuff. Um, uh, we got to chat with a guy that's a guide in, uh, Argentina. Who's a super cool dude. Glad we got to hang out with him, uh, throughout yes. the whole weekend. Actually, Santi's a, he's a great guy. Um, we are going to probably end up releasing like two a week because I don't want to, I don't want to hang up everything for like the next two months. So it'll probably end up being about a however long, however many episodes we need to release every week to get to that, to release all of them in a month. So I think it's going to be yep. somewhere between two to three a week. We'll just have to see. Uh, some weeks it'll probably be two. Some weeks it'll probably be three. Uh, but this coming Friday, we're going to start uh, with uh, an episode and, and that'll be the only one that's released for this week, probably. But we're going to start with an episode um, from a guy named, uh, Michael, uh, who, what was Michael's last name? I really should have done better on my notes before Sabbath. Sabbath that's right. Yep. Uh, Sabbath. yeah, because when he, when he introduced himself, I thought he said Michael Savage. I was like, that's a political commentator on the radio. That's not you. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, Michael Sabbath, uh, who, uh, does seminars and speaking on, uh, how to not be an apologetic bow hunter and how to, uh, take the uh, take the fight to the antis per se, but in a tactful and graceful manner. Uh, so, uh, and we had a really good discussion with him. Um, I am fingers crossed we can get him back on the show for like a full time or for a full length episode because he is that good. He's a retired lawyer, uh, super super smart guy, and uh, and he was he was we actually Rob was able to catch him at one of the seminars, and we invited him over to the booth, and then. 
he showed up uh, right before he had to leave. So we sat down for about 30 minutes and chatted with him. He was a, he was a great guy. So uh, we'll be leading it off with that. And then there will be probably, like I said, about a month's worth of episodes that kind of focus on African hunting and, and I guess just hunting big game in general, uh, not in the U S and, uh, it'll be, it'll be a good time. I think you guys will really enjoy it. We had a, a lot of really good conversations and there's a lot of stuff to learn in there too. Uh, like the guy that had the, uh, uh, booking agency, um, that was yep. some really, really important information. So if you're looking to start hunting, uh, anywhere but the U S, uh, just heeding his, uh, words, whether you use them or not, uh, is, is something I would, I would certainly look into. Um, any, anything I missed in regards to that specifically? Uh, open, so. open floor. Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, there's a lot that we could um, cover, but we, I don't, I guess I don't want to cover too much on, on, uh, anyone specifically. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I wish, well, shoot, I've got to, uh, I guess I've got all the files here. I could just look at what I named all the episode titles, couldn't I? Yes, you uh, could. Let's see. That's on, so, I'm browsing uh, Michael's okay. website right now. Okay. <laughs> so um, we've got a, a gentleman stop by. His name's Carson. Um, he was a, a Grizzly Stick customer. He was kind enough to toss on some headphones and talk about his experiences uh, with uh, Grizzly Stick products and just everything that... Uh, that he has been able to, uh, uh, do with them. Uh, Carson was a, was a really good guest. And man, when I tell you, he's got a voice that will like put you to sleep in a good way. I mean, like the silkiest, smoothest Southern voice you've ever heard. Like it's, <laughs> it's something else. So if you're going to tune into that episode, tune in for nothing else than just being able to listen to Carson's voice because it's stellar. Um, who else we got? We've got, uh, uh, the gentleman, I can't remember, uh, this guy's name, but he, he was the guy from the booking agency from Churunga, uh, um, and, and yeah, the Churunga booking agency and, uh, and they Bolands. had, yeah. Uh, and so Churunga Safari's in the booking agency that they run. And that was a, that's going to be a really, really good episode. Um, then Michael Sabbath, uh, the, the gentleman that we were able to, uh, chat with for a little while, uh, about the, uh, how to, how to approach in media. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got, he's got a whole website and that, that we're going to, uh, get you guys links to and all that. So it's going to be really, really good. Um, we were able to speak with the, uh, no guy slayers of Southern Texas, uh, Rob and Rhonda Nielsen. Uh, and, uh, Rhonda is a 40 pound, I would guess, mid 20s 25 26 maybe yeah, inch 25, draw i think yeah and she continually kills a lot of big game uh so she sits down and talks with us about uh, about her success with that kind of stuff and uh, everything that happens there it was a really good time glad uh, glad we got to sit down with her she's like the nicest person i've ever met in my entire life <laughs> uh got to sit down with santiago uh rossi um who owns a or he, he's a PH uh, of an outfit down in Argentina and he is, uh, he specializes in red stag and Asiatic Buffalo. And they've got some other, they've got fallow deer, fallow deer and then I think they've got black buck and some stuff like that. So Axis, uh, bunch yeah, of Axis. Yeah. Yeah. They've got man Argentina. That's a sleeper of a place to go right there. Beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Tons of, tons of cool game to, 
to hunt and you don't have, you know, there's not major jet lag by jumping 15 time zones. You're basically in the same time zone as, as North America as nothing really changes. So that's, that's pretty neat. Um, we got to talk to Strang Middleton. Um, basically if you want to hunt cape specialist, uh, well, well, dangerous five specialist. Yeah. Yeah, Dangerous five elephant leopard, stuff like that. Like if you want to, uh, like, it's hard to explain, uh, like, like if you think of like the quintessential, like African pH that, you know, that just like lives for dangerous game hunting, but they do it with a bow and not necessarily a gun that's strang. Like he is, he's something else. Uh, and, uh, and he was, he was a ton, a ton of fun to interview and we're, we're really, really glad we, uh, we got to chat with him. Um, I completely, I don't know why or how I completely blew over, uh, Doug Haywood. Uh, Doug is a, uh, uh, guy yeah. for, uh, um, an outfit in South Africa and, oh, among, and they've, he's got, what do they have? He's, I think he said they've got places in Botswana and I think he they said they have a couple facilities. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, another place where they really like to specialize in Cape Buffalo and hunting, hunting Cape with, uh. Uh, with bows and uh, they are very successful at it. And there's a reason, there's a reason why. So got to chat with Doug and I think, man, I think actually, I think Doug does. Does he have a, doesn't, does, doesn't Doug have a book or something? Does he? Or no, I thought so. Maybe he does. I'd have to look. Somebody else. That'd be cool. Well, if he, maybe not. If he does, we'll find it and we'll plug it. I thought he said something about it, but maybe not. Yeah, he might. Who knows? He seemed like a really smart guy. He seems like the kind of guy yeah. that would write a book. So, there's that. <laughs> uh, and then lastly is uh, Bridger with uh, Zambezi Delta Safaris. Um, Bridger was one of the first people we interviewed. And man, like you want to talk about a successful conver- or conservation story. Holy cow. Yeah. What happened in that country uh, is incredible. And uh, um, if you guys want to start looking into it, I believe it is called 24 Lions uh dot org and yet yeah, 24lions.org and you can start peeking at the conservation story that's going on over there with the Cabela Family Foundation. Uh Bridger is uh very connected to all of that and he's he's uh man I hope it I hope we can get Bridger back on just to talk about their anti poaching efforts because whew, yeah that'd be, that's some, that'd be cool. That's some high speed stuff going on over there. So if you're a retired uh, military veteran, you probably job you could look into if that's uh, something that you specialized in. Not a not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Just tossing that out there. Um, but yeah, that that's about it. We may have a couple other small blurbs and stuff in there, but uh, uh, but that's that's the bulk of it. And like when we say that that it's a small world, like it's a small world. Like those those are those are the guys in, uh, in certain areas of, of Africa. There's a couple we weren't able to get, uh, uh, get, get together with, but, uh, I think we're going to have them on sooner than later as well. So, um, yeah, next, uh, next yeah, month or so like is going to be a fun ride. Alex Krugel with horns and, yep. um, some of the guys there and then, uh, like Cole. Yeah. Cole Kramer. Did, he was uh, busy. Yeah. I just, scheduling just didn't line up on that one but uh it's a small world yeah it's crazy you know you can fit some of the most 
deadly bow hunters in the world all in like one little room. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I think, and another guy was, uh, Jason stone. We weren't able to, yep. to get together with him, but from stone safaris, uh, uh, they, they kill a lot of big stuff too. So it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's still like, I, it, I can't explain to you how, how small this world is, but it's super cool because then like, if you want to become involved with it, like it's not that hard. Like you, like, I mean, you literally show up to a convention like this and like, you're talking with the guy who is going to like take you on this hunt. So that's, that's, what's right. really cool about this, this community is it's it, because it's so tight knit you know it's uh uh it's it's a it's a good a good bunch of guys and and you know when when things go awry uh not not they do often with with these with these group of guys but if somebody's uh you know doing something in africa they probably shouldn't be doing then that this community kind of takes care of itself pretty quick because it's uh it's so tight-knit so it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I really encourage anyone, even, even if you aren't necessarily looking to go to Africa, like the next year or so, like go to DSC. It's, it's so much fun. There's so much cool stuff there. I'm telling you the taxidermy alone is worth the price of admission. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we got to see the, the net, the new world record, uh, uh, brown bear. Yeah. yeah grizzly or- brown bear. Uh, and uh, then the guy that shot it was there. We didn't get to chat with him, but uh, uh, and the guy who shot the one that I think is number three now uh, is was there too. The guy from uh, uh, QU, uh, but we didn't we didn't get to chat with him. But uh, it was a uh, it was too fun. It's it's great. Not enough time. Yeah, yeah. Next week, next time we're gonna be a bit more uh, a bit more nimble, a bit more mobile. Uh, uh, but. Uh, uh, speaking of, we weren't too nimble and mobile because we were set up in the Grizzly Stick booth. Um, as we have mentioned before, we do not uh, take any sponsorship or compensation from anyone in the archery industry. Uh, so as we uh, go into these next eight weeks, I just wanted to reinforce and reiterate that because uh, we took no compensation uh, and we didn't get any passes or discounts or anything like that from the grizzly stick guys. Not like they couldn't have, but you know, it's just, it's something that we've, uh, we decided, you know, when we started this podcast so that we didn't want to do that to continue to remain as unbiased and honest and ethical as possible. Uh, but because, uh, we were in the grizzly stick booth you will likely end up hearing a lot of talk about Grizzly Stick products. Um, and there's there's a couple of reasons for this, but I just wanted to like give everyone to give everyone a heads up. Not like I think people will really care. Uh, but uh, the next uh, uh, no month or so is going to be pretty Grizzly Stick heavy. Uh, uh, but I just wanted to reiterate once again that we didn't take any compensation from them. We just we wanted to go go to DSE because it's where where all the killers are and, uh, and grizzly stick was nice enough to let us hang out in their booth and, uh, and chat with, uh, chat with people. But, uh, there's a couple of reasons for this. Uh, Rob, is there one that you want to like lead off with that, uh, uh, might, yeah, might make I, the most I sense? Can. Um, I guess it's with how small of a world all this is. Mm-hmm. Grizzly stick is, as they say it, 
the uh, only girl at the prom. Yeah. Um, yep. Being that DSC is not a bow hunting event. It's a hunting event. And right. it's honestly a, a very small chunk of it that has anything to do with bow hunting. Um, primarily, um, the guys that we talk to, the outfits that we talk to, um, there's a couple of consulting agencies. There's a handful of other outfits that we didn't uh, have a chance to speak with. But those guys all know each other from working in the past, from, you know, helping out different customers. And the way that Grizzly Stick is set up as a one-stop shop, direct to consumer, it it makes it very easy for these PHs when a client that is going to be, you know, spending how much money to come hunt something goes, mm-hmm. okay, I need a setup to do this confidently. There aren't a ton of places that they can recommend. That's a one-stop shop. You know, these, these guys aren't wanting to have to go chase down five different places to get shafts and components and broadheads and, you know, everything from different places. Right. They're, um, they're busy and this is their leisure time. And so they want to get their setup, start shooting and go on their hunt. And so Grizzly stick kind of makes it very easy for them. Um, and it's a, a system that the PHs have found to work well, so they don't have an issue, you know, passing them off to the grizzly stick guys it's just kind of one of those uh well uh, and grizzly stick has a pretty like unparalleled record in africa oh yeah i mean they've they've been crushing stuff for years but i mean that's what they started with that's right (laughs) the entire premise that they started that company with was how to kill big stuff with stick bows right and then they brought it over to the compound world right Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of what they started with and specialized in before they started expanding to try and, uh, you know, have some setups that made like whitetail and stuff more accessible. Yeah. I mean, Grizzly Stick is a manufacturer, but they also essentially they are also a pro shop yeah. for arrows. Yeah. And Which most most arrow companies, and I mean, not. it like that they do the same thing that you do. Yeah, no, exactly. Rob, but they and, but they're just they do it for big, dangerous. And shit. the guys running that uh, pro shop all have vast experience in, you know, the, the big game and dangerous game world. Right. Yeah. And even if they don't have the the personal experience, they've got thousands of customer testimonials and stories to dive back on and go, okay, yeah, I just set up a guy for elephant. He was running X, Y, Z. Yours is going to be a little bit different, but kind of in the same ballpark. Like, oh, well, how, how'd his do? Oh, well, he, he poked the broadhead out the, the opposite side. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that sounds great. Like, send me that. Yeah. Right. I mean, that (laughs) from a, uh, you know, customer relations standpoint, it 
it doesn't get much cleaner. Yeah. Well, and, and they are certainly the the technical experts in that area as well. I mean, it's kind of like what we were talking about with, you know, our, with our conversation earlier on how like how many people can truly get into, you know, that level of a conversation and why for, you know, and, yeah. and give give reasoning as to why you're using these certain equipment. And that number is very low. Uh, I would guess that all of the people who are employed by Grizzly Stick are uh, are part of that crowd. Yes. Uh, well, it's I'm not guessing there is. It is certain without a doubt that 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 is the case. Uh, so you know, it's nothing to take away uh, from from anybody at uh, you know any other manufacturers. But you know, if they go to you know if if a ph was to say i recommend this broadhead and and it's and the hunter is going to say great what arrow and they're like oh no that's on you like you you got to pick that or or they may make a recommendation but then they've got to go buy the broadheads and then go buy the arrow separately well, and, and then, then go buy the components separately and i'll figure out what and then they then they have to have somebody fix shaft. it all yeah right exactly exactly so that's it, it makes yeah. for guys that for guys that don't have a lot of time, but a lot of money, it just makes a lot yeah, more sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Give somebody the money, be like, here, what do I need? You know money? what you're doing, I will pay you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Easy business model. You <laughs> you are the expert, I I am the money. Give me what I need. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not too difficult to, to understand, but once again, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to highlight, you know, why... We were there. Uh, we're there because uh, there. Uh, well, like I said, we were lucky enough to be able to record with some of the top professional hunters and guides in the world, and they were able to speak to uh, arrow lethality and uh, what works and what doesn't and why. And Grizzly Stick was accommodating enough to hang to let us uh, let us be there, and we're you know eternally Use grateful to them for doing that use their very limited booth space. Yeah. Yeah. We took up half <laughs> yeah. of their booth. <laughs> <laughs> they let us get our, exactly. Foot in the door, which, which is awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, we're definitely very appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I guess the one thing we really didn't touch on at all here was, uh, we were <clears throat> there assisting the ABF as well. Yep. Yep. We sure were. Yep. That was, our, that, that was one, one of, of the key main, reasons yeah, that we wanted to there. be there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stuff is happening. This is so hard. We, <laughs> That's kind of all. Yeah. We can well, say. no, I guess because uh, we we don't we also don't know like stuff is happening, but we don't know what is happening. Yeah. yeah. There, well, there's a lot of things that are still under lock and key, and understandably so. Uh, um, but yeah, there's uh, uh, there's a lot of there's cool stuff, stuff happening. There, yeah. Yeah, there's there's stuff happening that we, we we can't say a ton about. There's some stuff happening that we can talk about. Uh, uh, we were able to uh, film the seminar, uh, the arrow lethality seminar, and we are going to make that available. I'm not sure if it's going to end up being on our, our YouTube page or if the ABF is going to have a YouTube page at that point. I don't know when we when it's released, whether it's it ends up being like officially like our content or their content. I don't really care, but we'll let you guys know where it's at. Um, and that'll be a, I'm sure it'll be both. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah probably, thought. probably so we, we touched on it and they said that it'll probably, yeah. Be both. So, uh, and that, that's, that's great. And uh, that's, that's exactly, you know, we're, 
we're trying to uh, tackle this from a, uh, multiple angles. And, and I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. Um, what else happened with that? Oh, we're, uh, we did solidify that we are the first, uh, big series, YouTube series that we're going to come out with is the 12 factors. Um, and so I, I know I've, I mentioned this earlier, but it was still kind of like up in the air on, uh, uh, being able to get their input, but they, they are going to be our guiding hand in in creating, uh, creating that content. Uh, you know, we're just the, uh, we're just the microphone for it. So we will, uh, once that begins rolling out, we'll obviously you guys will know as well. So, uh, but yeah, but there's, there's a lot of stuff happening, uh, with ABF and man, that was, uh, it was exciting to be there and to see how the, the bow hunting community, in Africa is already like wrapping its arms around the ABF. Yeah, uh, and, and, and that like, that should be a testament more than anything to what they're doing and that it works and that it works well. Uh, so you can also see the, yeah, that train is starting to move and people aren't going to be able to get out of the way yeah. of it. Whether they think they yeah. will or not, it's coming here yeah. too. So just get mm-hmm. it. trains are moving. Indeed. Train is moving for sure. It is, it has left the station, and uh, like you said, Garrett, whether people are ready for it but or not, it's a good improvement. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. It's it's what needs to happen if we want all of this stuff to keep continuing. Yeah. Yep, and that's you know when we talk about that with uh, I think the the gentleman from uh, T from Chiranga was talking about uh, you know you don't uh, you don't want to have these bad experiences uh, or you don't want to have let a bad experience be used by somebody else uh um in an anti-hunter kind of way and that is certainly not limited to just africa um and it might be even more prevalent to north america because there's so many more eyes that actually care about it here uh uh, oddly enough in other countries well it's a lot hard well it's not even taboo to talk about the fact that you lost a deer and you're going to go shoot another one right exactly it's a completely different world from a ethics standpoint over there, you draw blood. That's your animal. You're taking it. Yeah. You're paying for it and you're done. Yeah. Unless you're paying for another tag, you're done. And in most cases they're not going to let you. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's just a very different world. And honestly, that plays into the, the setup recommendations from the pHs again is, from a pH standpoint, they their worry, their care is to put as much favor for their client as possible. You know, to to, yep. to give them as much leverage and benefit as they can to have a successful hunt. Because right. yeah, that successful like, hunt th- means a happy client means more work for the ph means yeah, more referrals job security for exactly them. and it means less opportunity for anti-hunters you yep. know it's all which is their i mean which is what will be the downfall of their livelihood exactly so yep. that's yep. where especially there because yeah without people paying the money to go hunt in africa they're will be no oh, more exactly. hunting in Africa or animals yeah. in Africa. Yeah. They'll all go away. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, they definitely care a lot about 
making sure that that lethal setups are being used and that they don't need to worry about stuff breaking about stuff you know not being efficient enough to get the job done um right and i mean that's also a safety thing i mean when you're going after dangerous Mm -hmm. game yeah like when you can you know consistently as long as that arrow's placed well drop big big game and have it on the ground in 30 seconds like that's huge that means that it's it's not you know pissed off and charging at someone and it also that that plays into the the customer satisfaction because there's a different even if a hunt is successful there's a different feeling of success if it was a pure bow hunt kill compared to if the pH had to drop it with the rifle. Yeah. Right. Right. And so all of that plays into customer satisfaction and return clients and people recommending them. And, you know, it, it's, it feeds itself. But uh, no, that's that's a that's a that's a great point. And and we uh, luckily you guys will get to hear us talk about that next week with Michael. Uh, um, so, yeah, I think you guys are really next week's episode is was probably one of my favorite ones that we recorded while we were there. They were all great. Literally every like every person I was like, I think that was the favorite one I've recorded so far. <laughs> like every single one. It, it was so, good. It, it was uh, really good. It was good. All the and like I, I I literally can't stress this enough. Like the people that we were able to record with, like every single one, I was like, this this dude gets it or this gal gets it. Like the, like they're they're just good people who understand what we're up against, uh, whether that be antis or uh, the industry per se, and uh, and they understand the uphill battle that we're. Uh, that we're fighting and, and, uh, well, but, uh, like Garrett mentioned, the, the train has left the station and, uh, I feel bad for anyone who is in its way because, uh, it is, it's not going to slow down anytime soon. That's for sure. Um, I feel bad for some, but I don't feel bad for actually <laughs> the, like, well, you know, I think we, we talk about it in one of our, one of the recordings we did, but, or maybe that was with Eric. I don't remember, but the, the finite light or the finite attitude people mm-hmm. are going to mm-hmm. get hit are going to take the hardest yep. hit. And I exactly. really don't care. Yeah. If you're I not putting agree. anything back in, if you're just getting the money out of the industry and not putting anything back in, I really don't care that your business goes under pretty yeah. much do more, do better. Yeah. Like if you didn't have to make a crappy product, you wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. So, right. Yeah. So don't get mad at us if we come out and say your product is shit. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. I don't care. I really don't. If if people get riled up with us, believe me, that's just more just that's more fuel just for keep me. talking about us. That's, that's all exactly, I care about. Yeah. It's exactly the whole that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Please feed feed the troll. I am hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I, I could uh, I could be a smaller troll in a physical sense, but uh I will I will take anything that these companies want to feed me and uh, gladly gladly run with it. So, um, cool. Anything else before we uh, wrap this no, dude up? I think up? we're good. Nope. 
cool. All right. Well, thanks for everyone for tuning in. Uh, next week's episode is going to be awesome. So be sure to check that one out. And uh, till next time, stay lethal and don't forget the olive oil. Mm-hmm.